Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I am sitting and filming my dosa, like my meal, my mukbang, whatever, for my what I eat in a day. And accidentally, I filmed this. This is very embarrassing and humiliating for me. Welcome back, my non-narcissistic miglets. I don't want to call you guys, but um, welcome back to another episode with Ancy Rancy Podcast. I am your only host, and I just made my podcast studio so much cozier today. I'm sandwiched between two soft little couchies. I'm in my pajamas and I have like my little softy blanket. Actually, Butter loves this shit. I always take it from her. We fight for this. So she's sleeping in her little crate. So I have decided to come on and talk more about my relationship that I was in. Um, also, look at this new like microphone setup. I'm going to get so super excited over like the small like, you know, podcast changes. Um, but anyway, I just want to come here and say if you haven't watched my main YouTube video, I think it's titled something like I busted my ex-boyfriend cheating on me XYZ. Go check it out. It's still live on my main channel. It's an hour long and the podcast is going to be like four hours long. So basically that story time that I filmed, pretty much I did it without a hat or all super sober. I went so fast and I still actually had like four hours of raw footage. I had a lot of like receipts and shit that I had to post. But then I realized that it's a lot right off the bat. I don't want to like douse you guys with so much like confusing, intricate situations and information. So I remember just thinking like, let's give the public little by little how I did with my friends. I'm just giving them a little bit of like, okay, this happened too, by the way. Did you know this, this happened too? Like every other day during my breakup, I was updating my friends about things that just like randomly came to me. And I'm like, oh my God, this happened and it looked like this, but it was actually, oh, he's such a con artist. And I remember thinking in the back of my head, no one's going to ever understand what the hell I was in for three months because I don't even know what the hell happened to me. I had to delete a lot of clips from my main footage simply because I think when I was sitting and filming, I was like, oh, I feel so comfortable. I can just share everything. And then it came to a point where I'm like, I'm sharing a little too much. So I don't think I'm still ready yet to talk more about what I deleted off of my main story time. But I do have some things that I've written on my notes that I'm like, maybe someone wants to know what happened. So I want to say, first of all, very thankful, very appreciative of all the love that I received on that video. Um, a lot of people resonated with me, which I was uh, shocked and surprised. I felt like I was doing an, uh, like a video where I was just giving out advice. But in fact, in, in return, I got a lot of comments telling me how they have been in it. And they, their mom's a narcissist, their dad's a narcissist, they divorced, things are looking better. Or they're struggling in one and some some people have the craziest story times and I'm I'm so sorry that you're going through it. I can't even imagine, um, I don't know, um, enduring narcissistic abuse for that long because I couldn't do it for more than a week. It was insane. It's bizarre. So I'm here for you. I feel what you what you're going through or what you went through because 
it's really, no one really understands what it's like dating somebody who is NPD. Um, I want to give a shout out to this book by, I don't know how to say her name. I'm not even going to butcher it, but it's Why Does He Do That? It's his red book. And it's it's amazing. Even the back the back end says, he says he loves you. So why does he do that? That's so crazy. That is so crazy. Um, and there are things like, he doesn't mean to hurt me. He just loses control. Have you said that? He can be sweet and gentle. He's scared of, he scared me a few times, but he never hurts the children. He's a great father. He's had a really hard life. He's more sensitive than other people and he's doing the best he can. He always says sorry afterwards though. You've asked yourself this question again and again. Now you have the chance to see inside the minds of angry and controlling men and to change your life. In this groundbreaking, in this groundbreaking book, a counselor who specializes in working with abusive men show you how to improve, survive, or leave an abusive relationship. And you will learn about the early warning signs, 10 abusive personality types, the role of drugs and alcohol, what you can fix and what you cannot. How you can... Is there a freaking mosquito next to me? Hello? How to get out of a relationship safely. And yeah, this book, stop it. This book was also written by the help of J.G. Um, J.G. Silverman, PhD, Director of Violence Prevention Programs, Harvard School of Public Health. So I want to come here and say this book, wow, slapped me in the face. You are not ready to get out of your toxic relationship. If you have that friend who's freaking not listening to you and your advice, and she comes to you though every day, uh, you know, reiterating the same thing and asking you for advice, but she doesn't follow up, you should get her this book because this book will tell you everything. It's the whole like, he, he, he he's not that mean though. He didn't hit me. Mm, I've said that. I've said that. That's one of the main things that I had to delete off of my main video. But um, there was a time I was uh, at his house and I got... Oh, this is such a hard thing to say. I don't even know if I want to put this in, if I'm going to be honest with you, because this is the first thing I'm like, I'm taking it off. I'm not putting it in. But there was a time I was at his house. Oh my God, I hate his house. It's so like dark and gloomy and we have the worst memories in there. It's literally like, it's haunted. I always would tell him it's freaking haunted. But uh, you're chilling. We're watching a movie. We're just like chilling the F out, doing nothing. And I find out, I get a message from my friend and he invites me to a pool party. It's like an influencer pool party. And I know it's LA, so you're thinking of the worst, like bikini, thong, like everyone's grinding on each other. I'm not the type of woman, though. I don't do it sober. I don't do it single. I'm not going to do it when I'm in a relationship, you know? But like, you're going to assume that's what the vibe was or is, but it wasn't. I promise you it was just like a normal, like, it was such a dead, actually, I saw the pictures later on the stories and it was such a dead pool party. But then Ant is like a very fun, exciting man. He invites me to the craziest stuff. So when he invited me to this pool party, I was like, oh my God, I'm super excited. I'm going to go to my house like here, dress up and then go to this pool party. So Dan, let's call my ex-boyfriend Dan. He he asks me, he's like, um, so um, can I come? I was like, no, you can't come. That was it. That was it, you guys. That it It ruined him. It killed him that I said no. I didn't invite him to this influencer party. And... I was filming, of, you know, I film like what I eat in a day. So I take videos of every single meal, snack that I eat. And then I make like a collage at the end of the day, like what I eat in a day. So that day was the end. It was dinner. And whenever I miss India, home, whatever, I always order like Indian food. It like gives me a quick fix, a quick hug, you know? So it's been like seven months, I think, or no, it's been like four months at that point, And I'm missing God, uh, my food, my home cooked food, like so much that I just keep eating, ordering a lot of Indian food. And one food that I don't order at all is like dosa, like if you don't know what that is, it's like a crispy lentil thing and it's so tasty and it's very much like fries, okay? You don't need dosa after four hours. It's going to be soggy. It's not tasty that way. You have to have it fresh, crispy 
And I'm door dashing this already. It's going to come off like freaking soggy, I know. But I, I haven't eaten dosa in like the longest in my entire life. And I was super excited to get that meal. I like checked Yelp reviews and everything. I'm a very, very picky eater. I have crazy sensory issues. And I spent hours and I found this dosa place. I was super excited. I ordered it to his house and I'm waiting for it to come. Meanwhile, we're having this conversation about the pool party. And he's like, why can't I come? And this man, he would always say how he's lonely. He's so, he's no friends. He's friendless. And like, he wants to go out. And he always depends on his women. So fucking embarrassing that he told me this. He depends on his like women, whoever his girlfriend is at that time for like friends, friendships and networking. And I was like, okay, that's valid. Let me take you to like parties and stuff. I've taken him. He dresses up really poor, like really, really bad. I don't like it at all. Comes poorly dressed, has no hygiene. He won't even brush his teeth. He's like sweaty and like comes off high. And these are like really cool parties. Like I'm glammed up, makeup, outfit dress. He comes out looking like a loser. And then and then he doesn't talk to anybody. He doesn't socialize with anybody. He doesn't talk to anyone. And even if he does talk, at the end of the day, he will come to me, you guys, and tell me that girl had a crush on her. He wanted to fuck him. Boys and girls both want him and everyone wants him and everyone like has a crush on him. And I don't want to hear this every day. Like, every, like, I realized how sad this was because this boy wasn't ever, he's never experienced kindness in his life, I feel. Because anytime anyone was kind to him, he would take that as full on, they have a crush on me. It's like a guy would open up the door, like the waiter would take up my order. And I'm like, guys, he has, like, he definitely has a crush on me. Like, I just think that everyone loves me and everyone wants to fuck me. Like, he's one of those. It was really like daunting and it, I felt so exhausted. Like he did not want to talk about the event that I went to, did not appreciate me, thank me. We wouldn't take pictures. He wouldn't even take pictures of me. I had to take pictures of him. We go to an influence where I'm taking pictures of him. Sir, what? And like, it was really like, he doesn't know how to like talk, nothing. It was just like taking a toddler. And I will say a lot of narcissistic people are like toddlers. Like that's what Dr. Romani, who is a psychologist who's really good with her narcissistic videos on YouTube, if you haven't watched it. And if you're going through something very similar to me, you should really watch her videos. It make you, makes you feel so much better. Even like read things about narcissistic abuse. The Reddit subcategory is like amazing. She all like often says narcissistic people are very much like children. That's what it felt like going out with him. It's very like one plus two is three. This is how they think. And it's like, that's it. There's just no no nuances to life. And there's no meaning, deeper meaning to anything. It's very surface level. Oh, did you get, offer me a drink? I know you wanted to sleep with me. So it's so bizarre. And yeah, and that's why I realized he has no friends and he doesn't socialize. He doesn't like going out doing fun things simply because he's very antisocial. He just stays home and smokes. Be very careful of men who are like this, who just don't ever go out. He would Uber and like DoorDash groceries and food. And these are like telltale signs of somebody who's antisocial. And you guys, do you know who else was freaking antisocial? Jeffrey Dahmer. He had no friends. Like that's the first sign of somebody who's like a psych psychopath, a psychotic person. He would Instacart Air One meals or Instacart groceries to us every day. Every day. He would ne he's never gone to a store and gotten a carton of milk. Like never has he ever gone out and done anything fun. And this is the thing, another thing too. People always argue about how you're supposed to not live with the man, be with the man before you move in, before you marry him. I think you fucking hell should because the, the times I didn't know how he was was December. Like we just, we were like meeting in like public places and then going home. January, I was in Dubai. We were texting. He would send me flowers and like fun gifts. That was all amazing, right? We would FaceTime. I didn't know how he was, how he lived, what he looked like. Oh, he's like driving and coming and see me at this restaurant. That's all, that's all you know. So in my opinion, I think you should be, 
You should stay with the man at least for two weeks before you can even make it official to know how he is, in my opinion, because it's only in February. Even February, I didn't know because we went to Hawaii. It's only March, like the, the beginning of our relationship. I was staying with him. I saw how he functions and how he's doing things and what what's his like perspective in life and how he does his house chores. Does he keep his house clean? What is the order? What? How much is he ordering? Is he good with his finances? I could see everything. It was horrible. This is a man-child, full-on man-child trapped in his body. And it's so sad because nothing can fix this. Like, it's not, you know how women are like, okay, I can fix you. You can't fix this kind of person. It's done. This is how they are. It's even Dr. Romani, Romani like made videos on YouTube saying that how people have asked her, like, can, can I change him? Can I fix him? This is one of the last chapters in this book. And the answer is no. And when women hear that, you're just like, no, 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 I can do it. Trust me, he's different. He's not. He's really not. I would read things on Reddit and be like, please, no, 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 my man's different. Nope, he's not. They're all the same. And Dr. Romani even says in her videos that, you actually can't change a person because this is an actual personality disorder. Meaning, do you know how I'm like my funny self? I can't not be my unfunny self. I actually tried it. I was, I was like, I want to be more woman-like, cross my legs and be more polite, nod my head. No, I couldn't, you guys. I'm being dead ass. I was like, why am I just like funny and pathetic and frugal and like just like manly, ball sack, all the outside, hanging out loose and like sweaty and like, like mean and rude and a bully. Like I want to be my feminine energy. Uh-uh. Last of the day. I couldn't, like, I couldn't keep up with the act. I tried to be this fake, like, nice girl and just speak like women do. Like, you know how women are just, like, nice? Oh, I tried being vanilla. I couldn't. I'm cussing out like a sailor in, like, five seconds. I couldn't do it. And I was so jealous when I was, this is when I was young, obviously. And now, thank God, I have a career on my personality. But back then I did and I hated myself. And, like, that's what she says. So it's like, if you are extroverted, you cannot make somebody who's extroverted introverted. Like, you love being out. You're not going to, we can't tie you in. And if you're somebody who's introverted, you can't, like, change a person that way. So I tried my freaking best. I took him to parties, everything. He, he was his same boring self, like, self-obsessed, narcissistic self that he was in real life that he was in when I took him outside to these events. And I was quite embarrassed to be seen with him, if I'm going to be honest with you. He was just, like, he did not know how to, like, he would wear, like, shoes without socks. And like, it would smell and it would be the same like clothes. And I would tell him in the nicest, like as a nice girlfriend, I would be like putting him on like hygiene. Shit. Like you need to get like this toothpaste and this brush, please. After you smoke and get high, can you brush your teeth and come out? I was so kind and nice. It doesn't, it does it. You, you cannot change somebody. It's like, I was done. I, I, I was mothering him. I don't like mothering anybody. I was out. Yeah. I remember just being like, no. And that he was really angry at me. And I, my dosa comes and I'm super excited. And I want to say there was this amazing, I think she's a doctor. She commented in my YouTube video saying that there's a telltale sign of a narcissist is that they always ruin good things for you. So good things for me could be my birthday. I don't know, like a good YouTube video that goes viral. It could be a day when I get a good deal, sponsorship deal. And it could be something nice, you know. I could say I have clear skin is a good day for me. Going out with my friends is a good day. They ruin everything. And he did. He ruined every single day like he tried to be very manipulative guilt trip me he would make sick come up with things even now when I broke up with him he came up with three scenarios he told me his uncle has cancer he's really going through it and he wants me he needs me back he fought with his brother he had a thing going on with his family so he needs me they're all like lies or just like it's not my issue like I don't care like why why do you think so I'm so sorry your uncle has cancer your brother has cancer I I don't know I don't care like you cheated on me we broke up but they come back with such manipulative like story times. And he did this to me unknowingly on my birthday. Like on my birthday, I remember we were drunk and we get into like a weird argument again. And he he cried on my birthday, made it all about himself. And like my friends were like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? I'm like, I don't know. Made it all about himself. And then I was like, you need to leave. Like, I'm not feeling you right now. Like it's my birthday and you're just being like 
I don't know what the fuck happened, if I'm going to be honest with you. And then he left. I remember the next day, love bombs me, gets me like flowers, love you, let's hang out. And then this was a cycle. It's the love bombing, being confusing, abusive, being abusive to you, and then acting like nothing happened and moving on. This is the cycle. They literally act like nothing happened. They move on. It's so bizarre. Um, on my birthday, he cried. Well, I don't know why he cried, but it was something very insecure. I think he had a haircut and he was like, so do you like my hair? I was like, yeah, it looks great, but you look, look older now. It was better before. I mean, you were like a bit younger, but it's okay. Like, you know, that's it. He was so angry at me and then we fought and then he talks about something. Um, he has like a, an abusive thing. He brought up something very traumatic to him on my birthday, made it all about himself. And I'm like, why are you, why? It's so bizarre. And I told him, I remember saying this line drunk. I was like, this isn't working out. You're a lot for me. And then he cried. And then he brought up this another traumatic situation with his mother, something like, you don't know what I've been through as a child. And I'm like, oh, okay, stay for the party, I guess. So Dr. Ramanian, even this book says that a lot of these men, they use their past trauma and whatever happened in their past and victimize themselves. And they'll bring it up when you're having a great day to make it all about themselves. So you feel sorry for them. And the book literally says, no matter what abuse your boyfriend, husband, whatever went through, there's no excuse for them, for them to cheat on you. Because he used this line. He was like, I've gone through a lot. I have OCD. I have depression. I have anxiety. So I cheated. I'm sorry. I'm like, what? Do you know there's no correlation to that? And us women, we're very empathetic. We're very caring. We're very understanding. And then we say, yes, okay, we forgive you. And that's, it makes sense. The narcissists, they only go to people with big hearts and big, like big empaths. Like I'm not going to lie. I'm not an empath. I don't have a big heart. But then you start like, you be start believing their lies and you're like, oh my God, no way. You went through that as a child. Oh my God, it makes sense why you cheated. Are you joking? So ruin my birthday. And then he ruins another influencer party for me. I am sitting and filming my dosa, like my meal, my mukbang, whatever for my, what I eat in a day. And accidentally, I filmed this. This is very embarrassing and humiliating for me. I'm not even going to insert the footage. My friend saw the footage. I also submitted this in the Supreme uh, Court. And that's how I have a restraining order granted for me. Because that was proof. The cops, I remember they came to my house and they asked me information. And then they called me two hours later, you know, before he was handcuffed. Like, did he ever put his hands on you? And I was like, no, he didn't. And the book says, you, you, you heard what I said. The book says, he will not hit you. He won't fucking take a thing and just smack you in the face. It doesn't start that way. It starts with abusive words. And then it's like yelling in your face. And then it's, then they'll hit you. So um, yeah, this was the stage where he crossed cussing me out. Like he called me abusive words. I already hated it. Okay, he did that. And then I remember thinking in the back of my head, this is not a nice man because this is my one boundary and he's cussing me. I hated it. And then this is the, the second time when I, again, I'm on Adderall, I think. I'm high. I don't know. I'm intoxicated. I'm filming my food. I'm like mango lassi, dosa, and like all, and like all the, I ordered so much, like vadas and whatnot. I ordered everything and I'm filming it. He's sitting behind the food. Like you can see him in the video, yelling and screaming at me, top of his like lungs saying he's vibrating, like verbatim, he says, I'm vibrating with anger right now. I cannot believe you would not invite me to this pool party. I cannot believe XYZ just goes off. And I tell him, well, I asked you to tell your exes about me and you didn't tell them and you still talk to them behind my back. So if you could please do fix that and then I could maybe, you know, invite you to the pool part. No, he's yelling in the video saying that you will never have, you cannot control me and tell me what to do like with my exes. That's not the boundary I'm willing to cross. I'm like, sir, what did you just tell me right now? It was, it's just talking to a toddler. Go have a conversation about communication with the toddler. How will they respond, you guys? Like how, how men are such children. I can't, I can't do this. He's 30. 
I, I don't, I cannot do older than him. Older farts, like, they disgust me. I cannot do 35. That's too old for me. 30, 45 is too old. I can't, I can't, like, if he, and my mom told me this. She's like, oh, they're all man children. You're not, it doesn't get better with age. I was like, okay, so we're all, f we all just pick somebody horrible and just stick with them. And she's like, yeah. It makes so much sense. Oh my God, it's a freaking mosquito. Get away. You're fat and ugly. Please don't touch me. I'm, my immune system is too weak too. I might literally die. So I remember just, uh, yeah, he was just yelling and it looked like he was going to hit me. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Like he's sitting right next to me, shaking and whatnot. And I recorded everything on accident because I'm filming my food. I keep my phone on the couch. We're talking and I'm moving. And I'm like, okay, you're really scaring me right now, Dan. Let's call him Dan. Um, you're really scaring me, Dan. I'm just going to sit here. He follows me. And I'm like, can you stop? Can you stop? And this is the voice recording. I'm just giving you like painting the entire picture for you. So yeah, I have it all saved on accident or whatever you want to call it. And then... I go to sleep the next day. We're still arguing, very, like, such a bad fight. I tell him, you're not invited to my event. Like, see you, bye, get out, and then we're done. I noticed, too, later on in the future, he would pick up on fights, or he would pick fights randomly when he's bored or, like, things were going so good. He was just bored, and he would bring something up, like, randomly to just fight me. And that's when you guys come into. He read my Reddit or something about me, like guru gossip, some stupid thread about me on the internet. He was like, oh, so I read things about you on the internet today. I was like, okay. Like randomly one day, I was like, okay. Like I come with my dog and I'm like, I had such a great day today. I just went and picked up mail. I did X, Y, Z. I'm super excited. I read things about you on the internet today. I was like, okay. What do the guru gossipers on the gossip site say about me? He just goes like, so you were seeing this guy. They've talked about some guy that I've seen back in 20, 2021 or 20. And then, you know, I do a lot of like story times of my exes and my Valentine's Day like dates. Even on my TikTok, I right now I have like a lot of get ready with me. It's like I go on this date, I went on that date. I went like, I'm coming home and I'm giving you guys updates. And everyone's like, oh my God, ANC, like how did it go? I'm like, guys, it sucked. I don't like him. Or I think he, didn't, he doesn't like me. He liked me. I don't like him. I'm telling you all this like story times. And um, they, some of them went viral too, which is like amazing. He was so upset that like you guys were talking about it then he did his research and then he found out who who the boy was and then there was it was so funny and then I think around June July last year I went on a date with this hinge guy 
So he goes like, I randomly also checked your TikTok and I typed in ANSI date and then some story, story times came out. I was like, yeah, what about it? Like, what do you want me to say? Like, do you want me to be sorry about like the times I've, like you want me to be sorry about the dates and the boys that I've seen when I didn't know who you were? It was such a bizarre thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you know how insane this is? Like he did his own investigation, like self-harm in my opinion, harmed himself, like reading things about me on the internet. Sir, like I am some, I'm, I'm a public figure. I'm on the internet. Like people are going to talk about me good things and bad things. So like, what about it? So yeah, he would just hurt himself and then come and yell at me in my ear. And then you guys called him like gay for his voice. I mentioned this and a lot of you were like, yeah, his voice is gay. That was the first red flag. <laughs> I hate you guys. But that was like one of the things that he read apparently. And I'm like, okay, so I'm sorry your voice sounds like this. And actually now on the social media, he's purposely made his voice look, hey guys, yo, actually, uh, my name is XYZ. And today I'm actually, this is how he's talking because y'all up for him and then me too. Uh, because of y'all's dumb um, he like ripped me apart for he has a gay voice and now I, I, we watched the YouTube video back I'm like I don't think it's a gay voice thing like I don't the camera had like a weird audio thing where both our voices went very high so I was like your voice isn't even that bad but he was so insecure that you guys called him out so he's upset because what you said he's upset at me because of what you guys said he's upset at me because of a boy that I saw when I didn't even know he existed he like they have this like oh my god NPDs have insane possessiveness and like jealousy over people you've hooked up with people you've dated people you've touched hung out with he had an issue with everybody like he had an issue with an ex of mine that I was seeing at 13 years old he's like so tell me about him I'm like why do you want to know my history with him it's so bizarre they are very like obsessed freaks and he would sit and think about it and get anxiety and then come and yell at me and he would pick up fights like this it was insane one of the times when he's like, I'm bored, let's just pick a fight on this influencer party thing. So, you know, we wake up the next day, I'm sober now before I pop my Adderall or whatever for the day. I check my phone to do my edit for the dinner stuff. And I just I actually start laughing. This is when I knew I didn't have freaking self-love because I'm like, oh, my God, this is you yelling. Like, look at this video. And he's laughing, too, and we're showing and laughing. And then I change it to the next clip. And it's the one where I, I realize I'm seeing the sober now. He's like, I'm vibrating with anger right now. And I'm like, please move, please. Like, you're scaring me. Like, baby antsy talking in this tone, like, please, can you, like, move away? You're scaring me. Like, you're, like, you're going to hit me. Like, can you not? Like, I'm filming my food. Like, you're, you're in the way. Like, please don't, like, fuck up my food. And our both, like, we looked at each other like, oh, my God. And my jaw was on the floor. He somehow manipulated me into making me delete the videos. But I am masculine energy, baby. I am alpha antsy. I put it in the hidden folder. There's a folder in your iPhone called hidden ladies. So you put it in that one. I hid the hidden folder. There's an option to hide the hidden folder. I even clicked on that. I hid everything and I made it look like I deleted the footage, but I didn't. Because I wanted to go back home and watch this in my own pace and see what the hell was this relationship. To make it up for me, because they always do, the book says, they say sorry you guys they say sorry so go, go get back with them right now I want you to get back with them because they said sorry right the the book says they will say sorry and they will do this and it's going to be a cycle again and um they were right he apologized right away hugged me cried with me I couldn't believe I did this to you like I'm so sorry buys me the exact Indian food that he ruined I told him like I didn't I couldn't eat the Indian food by the way I forgot the dosa was soggy as crap mango lassi was out left open so it got spoiled like I didn't eat any of the food that I made for the what I eat in a day. So it was fully done. And I tossed it in the garbage. And I was just like, wow, you ruined my day yesterday. So I didn't end up going for the pool party. You see, you see what I mean? This is how they control you. We fought. And this day I was supposed to go for the party, the pool party. I couldn't go now because we fought, fought. And now, how can I go? I don't want to hurt him. And also he, he kind of made it look like I said sorry now. So you're not going to go to the party, right? Because we fought because of the party. If you, if you love me, you wouldn't go to this party. So... 
I didn't go to the pool party that Andy invited me. He, I didn't get a plus one. I could have gone on my own, didn't go. And then we have him apologizing and he gets me the entire Indian food back for me. What a lovely man, I should marry him. Gets me the entire Indian food, the dosa, whatever, like that was spoiled and he orders the exact order for me. I eat it, whatever. But I go home and I watch this and I was just like, this is really embarrassing for me. My friends, my family cannot know. This is embarrassing. This is, this is how it starts. This is how they isolate you from your friends and family because you start saying this to yourself. They do such absurd things, but then you've hyped them up to your friends and family. You can't share this part to your friends and family. Do you know what I'm saying? But I knew the day I had the balls to share this video to one of my friends, one friend, I have broken the curse, I've broken the trauma bond and I'm out. I was waiting though, I, I didn't have the balls, I, no one knew I didn't share this video to anybody. And I, he was like, you, you sure, right? You deleted everything, you didn't like, send it to a friend. I'm like, no, 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 I didn't send it to anyone. Trust me, it's, with, it's like gone. But I'm so glad I had it because that's only the way, only possible way that I could get a restraining order against him because I had actual proof that he could hurt me, he could harm me. Do you know what I'm saying? And yeah, I'm so glad I did it. I, I want to say on if you are on TikTok, you must see a lot of like women filming their narcissistic husbands, boyfriends, yelling at them, screaming at them. Sometimes they're streaming on Twitch and you can see the narcissistic abuse. Like it's live in your face and the woman is just quietly sitting there. So you need to record half of it, full of it, a sliver, which will save you in the future because no one's going to believe you. Narcissists are really good at lying and making it, making all your friends and family think that you're mentally insane. You're mentally ill. You need help, not them. Another time I actually got selected to be on Pictionary, the drawing game, like, you know, the TV, the live show. I had to go with a partner. Obviously, I picked him. And a lot of you pointed this out in my Hawaii vlog. If you've watched it, you know, he loved that like other men were checking me out or giving me attention. He didn't even protect me or try to save me. He was just kind of like, I kind of like everyone is staring at you and me. Like, I love the attention. I love that, like, I was basically his, like, arm candy that he could, like, walk around with me in his arms. And he loved it. Yeah, of course he didn't. fuck. So it killed me because one of you commented saying that, Ansi, that shows that he didn't love you because he loved being seen with you. He loved getting attention. Like, like the, you know, they say this, men level up. Their status goes a bit higher when they have a family, when they're, when they're a husband, when they're a father. You see, but women, on the other hand, we don't. When we have kids, oh, she's like a mom with a child, a little fatty. She's a single mom. Like a mom having a child is like never like a like it's never celebrated. It's like not a big deal as much as like, oh, my God, he's the like Channing Tatum as a daughter. So fucking hot. He's like a single dad. So hot. But in that same tone, men don't give us that kindness. Like all the guy friends that I have, they have this rule. They don't go out with girls who have children like ill. Who wants to go out with a single mom? This is how we are. We go down in society when we're alone with kids, but men go higher. So I remember that comment killed me because, you know, you made me realize another thing that shit, like he did not protect me. He didn't want to save me from anything, any man staring at me because he kind of loved the attention, being with me, being seen with me. I wore an outfit. I remember, so this is like the backstory to it. I wore an outfit and I remember going out to the store and it was a little like revealing, but I mean, granted, we're in Hawaii. Everyone's in a bikini, you guys. Like my dress wouldn't be like the craziest thing. Like I'm not a church. It's Hawaii. Everyone's half naked and like belly buttons out, butt cheeks out, bikini out. I was even wearing a one piece. Like I'm not comfortable like wearing full on bikini and like running around the beach. Like I run around a lot like a child on the beach, like even the tides and whatnot. I like to be fully, fully, fully like wearing a one piece and fully like covered. So it's like the girls are all in and I can like run around and do my fun thing. So the fact that 
Oh, also my my top did freaking come off. Um, I was wearing a I wore the wrong swimsuit. My top came off when I was swimming. The tide hit me really hard. This is what I mean. I've done this before as a child, so I freaking know like how I am in the beach. So I wear like tight freaking like bikinis and one pieces, but I wore a dress in, in Hawaii for dinner or something, and it was like quite revealing. I'm at the store and there are other people wearing bikinis and stuff. I'm not standing out, but there was this one man just trying to check me out, my tits, my butt. Like he's looking so hard. Like I told this to my guy at you know, my man, my superman, my my savior, my Jesus, I could say, my God, warrior, League of the Legendary Legends lesbian game, whatever the fuck that game is. And he doesn't say anything, okay? At that time in Hawaii, February, he doesn't say anything. So around April, I get invited to be on Pictionary. I was very excited. I'm telling him, I'm inviting him. He's like, yay, I'm excited too. I'm like, fill up this application. I fill up my application. It's actually a question in the application, you guys. It says, tell us a fun favorite event. Tell us a fun favorite situation between you and your partner that is like funny that we could put on the show. So I say something about the visa. Like we go get our thing stamped. I had to go get my visa stamped. We go to the store, you guys. This Mexican lady was yelling at me. She was in, in Spanish and I don't speak Spanish, but I was standing on wet floors and I didn't know. And then Dan came and like helped it out. And I was like really embarrassed. It was like a funny situation. Uh, and that lady hated me. I'm sure she was like cussing me out. I was standing on just like freshly clean floors. I'm like, I'm going to say that story time. I think that's funny. Do you know what he says for his like story time on his application? He says, should I? He asks me first. You see how they talk to you. He goes like, should I put the time when you wore a revealing dress on purpose? You go to a store and then you were mad that men were staring at you. I was like, what? I was like, that's not funny. Like whatever he would do and say it was a jab at me. It was such a bizarre thing. It was such a bizarre thing. I was just like, Dan, can you not put that in? That's kind of like insulting and embarrassing and kind of weird. Like a man was staring at me and like you're making, you're like pointing fingers at me. like. I don't, I'm sorry, how is that funny? And then he's like, haha, you're right, never mind. What? In Coachella too, I was wearing a mini skirt. And because I was wearing mini skirt, he switched himself to beach shorts, which shows his ball sack better, I guess. And I was like, your shorts are really short. Like, I don't know, they look really bad, you guys. They were like, what is it called? Spe speeders? Speedos? Speedos. I was like, they don't look that good. Like, I don't know why you're dressed like this. Like, it's not, it's not a costume. He's just wearing really like bikini shorts to Coachella, you guys, a straight man. And he goes like, yeah, since you're wearing a mini skirt and like everyone can see everything underneath, I think I should do the same. So I'm wearing this. Let's go. And we actually went out. I'm wearing, you can go check my Instagram. It's like a proper nice like mini skirt Coachella like outfit. Like Coachella, everyone wears costumes. He was not wearing a costume, but he changed into a boy bikini because I was more revealing apparently. Can you believe this man? I'm not, I cannot believe it. And he was really mad and angry at me because my skirt was really short. And this comes to the whole like Kim Kardashian and Kanye West story time, how like, you know, they're both narcissistic and like he's like diagnosed with something. And now Kanye is like fighting Kim and says like, Kim is like using me for my race. And she's always like used me for my children. I don't like the clothes that she wears. And I don't like, um, her, you know, how she dresses my kids and what she does on social media. Sir, what? You married Kim Kardashian. Do you know who Kim Kardashian is? You married, like, a girl who had her sex tape out, who dresses raunchy. She's literally the icon. Like, we all dress like her. She sets the trends. You're taking a woman like that and you're trying to be like, yeah, why is she doing... Her own mother released their own sex tape to, like, get them to be where they're at. So you you stayed with that. You married her. You did all everything. At that time, it was all okay. And now things are not going your way and now you're angry. Do you see what I'm saying? And I think Kim is very understanding and she's a big empath for her to be able to attract a narcissist like Kanye. And now she's crying on the show. Like, go watch 
the new Kardashians and she talks about her divorce and her breakup. I resonate with that, but like 7,000 times lesser to what she's going through because mine wasn't like a marriage. I don't have children, but I can see, like I, I had like a literal, a dream, a, a, a little memory of how my life would be if I was with him. It was so scary. This man didn't even try to hide it. Oh, this is so sad, you guys. Yeah, so he ruined Pictionary. I didn't go to the pool party. My birthday was ruined. Pictionary was ruined. There was this doctor who mentioned this in my comment section saying that, oh, Ansi, you need to be very careful of narcissists and these are their telltale signs. And I thought that I should read them to you because she is um, a very smart woman and I think um, she knows what she's talking about. I feel like she probably diagnoses a lot of um, NPD um, folks out there. So let me read it out to you. So her name is Dr. Sarah uh, Juman. I think Sajuman. She says, We've all been with the narc and the kicker is there's an overt one, an obvious one, and then the other narcissist called covert. And narc, they teach us self-worth. So whoever they choose to get into a relationship with makes them look better to everyone. And we are the prize. We are the ones on the pedestal. So until we outshine them and then they devalue and discard us. I talked about this, how they were very much like, he was, he went from like appreciating me to fully destroying me and calling me like these names and like hating how I dress. He hates how I make up my hair. He would tell me like, I like your gold jewelry. I like when you have super black hair. I like when you have gold jewelry on. He wanted me to look like his mom, I would say. And then um, there's more. So a lot of them have some childhood abuse and addiction. He told, he has both and he would bring them up every single time you would fight. Um, a big sign too is that they can't celebrate your success or there are nowhere in your happy times except to bring you down or ruin it. They also sabotage birthdays and try to isolate you from your support. Don't be too hard on yourself. Sometimes we get in relationship during the winter months when it's cold outside and we just collect the red flags. So as long as you identify them, you're good to go. Trust your intuition and your first impression. Also, I've learned that their eyes tell you a lot. You can see if a man is broken, wounded, or insecure, low self-esteem by their favorites playlist. Just look at their eyes, whether they need external validation, can they be okay with being alone, or do they always have to distract themselves with moving on to the next or keeping busy? Their dating history, look at what they say about their ex, how active they are on social media, who they follow, how many friends do they have on Facebook, and how you met them. This is crazy. A lot of you have commented saying that he's probably unstable. He sounds like it. He is because he did text both Laili and Lubaba. He made a group chat on Instagram and sent them this message. Lubaba and Laili, this is Dan. The guy, Ansi, has been dating since December. I'm very concerned about Ansi's mental state. In two weeks, she has forgotten major events, reached out to me with love to fix things, then changed her number the next day. Then showed up at my house unannounced and was in contact with Laili trying to call me. She said to make a dinner reservation. Then she disappeared when I was supposed to pick her up and told me not to contact her the next day. In person, she said she was having trouble not getting overwhelmed. And it seems like mentally she's having some illnesses, maybe a manic state or psychosis from her Adderall. She recently told me she's seeing someone else, but then two weeks ago, she came and promised she only wanted me. So I think she may be trying to push me away and stop trying to fix things. Please touch base with me and let me know how she has been in your recent interactions with her. If she has seemed unwell, I can get her help. You know what he would do to me? You know what he would do to me if I had ch children with him? Would want to get rid of me. He would tell his entire family, I don't know, health, like, oh my God, that's so scary. Like Americans do this shit in movies. You know what I'm talking about? They would literally be like, she's mentally ill. She hit my kid. She did this X, Y, Z. And they'll fucking lo lock me up and put me in rehab. Because he probably is telling everybody what I did. Like my emotions, my reactions, my outbursts, my anger. But he wouldn't tell what he, what he actually did for me to react to that way. Men always say, I don't like crazy women, but you made them crazy. 
because you did something for them to respond that way. Does that make sense? That's so crazy. But I have the best support system. Like, do you think Lady and Lubaba are like 12 year olds like that you fucking date or like hook up with? I don't know. Because you are so stupid to DM my best friends. These are my childhood best friends. Like I'm best friends with Lubaba for seven years, that too. To DM them and be like, um, your, your friend's mentally ill. <laughs> what? Lubaba, Lady both did not even give a shit. They didn't even tell me first. They blocked him. And then they were like, oh yeah, we forgot to tell you by the way he did. Like you tried to manipulate my best friends and they were just like, what? So that happened. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I, I could have come off mentally unstable like him at the, the last few days when I broke up and I knew he was cheating on me. I want to tell you this, girls, like there's one thing I want to mention this over and over again. You don't argue with somebody who has a personality disorder. You're not sitting here trying to have a conversation like, listen to me, you have NPD, you have self, you have, you're self-obsessed, you have no empathy. Nah. uh they're not going to understand. Do you understand that they have a, they're mentally ill, they're unstable, they have a personality disorder. So when I read this book, you guys, the book literally she gives you ways how to leave a relationship safely. As a woman, you never can. So as a teenager, I've done this. I've written essays, novels, like, okay, these are the things that you've done that I hate. Can you please change? Can you fix? As an adult, I'm so glad I don't go that route anymore. I just leave. I just say, I'm not happy in this relationship. I'm so sorry. We have to move on and we leave. We, that's women of the internet. That's what you do. You safely leave. You don't sit and try to be like, you cheated on me. So this is what I'm going to do. I saw his phone. I packed my bags and I left. And then I told him, I have some things left in his house. I need to go pick up some dog stuff, but I don't want him to know that. I also wanted to delete my contact from his phone. I don't want him to know that. So I go like, um, I miss you actually. Let's get back. to. Can, can I come over? Let's get back. Let's talk. I go back. I, I pack everything again. I don't do anything. I don't even touch him. And I'm like, um, can you book a dinner res? You know, we can talk about our relationship then. Okay. I packed everything. I delete my phone contact and I left. My friends knew at this point, you know, he cheated, whatever. And two weeks later, again, I'm getting still DMs. You know, what happened? We were supposed to hang out. Like dinner res. What happened to the dinner? I thought you missed me. You loved me. What happened? He doesn't know. He doesn't know what I saw on his phone. He contacted me again, even though I fucking deleted the contact. Emails me, whatnot. I fully change my number. He still emails my work email. It's really embarrassing. God, people who run my podcast stuff, my company, my manager, they all have my email, like access to my email. Like don't. So how do I stop this? I tell him, I thought this was a good way. This is, this is when he came to my house and knocked on my door and handcuffed and I, he, he got handcuffed. So this is what I mean. Like, be careful with what you do. I shouldn't have done this. I think it just made it so much worse, but I wanted him to stop. He was like contacting me everywhere. All my friends, my family. I tell him I'm seeing somebody else. I'm not, I wasn't, but I'm, I'm just hope that he doesn't see the podcast. He doesn't really care about this. So I can openly say it because he still believes I'm seeing somebody else right now. I tell him I'm seeing somebody else. It's been a month. You need to stop contacting me. He got so angry. He made so many emails, came to my house unannounced. And that's when I had to call the cops on him. And then he was handcuffed and then he left. And the cops were like, listen, you need a restraining order. Then they asked me about the, did he ever abuse you or hit you? I show everything proof. That's what happened. You see what I'm saying? Like, it would have been really bad. I thought of even meeting him in real life and being like, I'm seeing somebody else. Can we please break up? Nope. It doesn't work that way. So instead, I'd rather, I'd rather should have just been like, I'm not happy. The book says, say I'm not happy and end it that way. Should have done it that way, right? Should have done it that way. Damn it, Ansi. So yeah, till this day, he's still angry and he they victimize him so a lot. So he's, he's victimized himself so much to a point that he's like, you know, I'm going through a heartbreak. I'm going through a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no you're not you're the one who cheated and it's so painful I think about this and my head is spinning anyway um if you know your boyfriend's cheating on you you safely take yourself out of the situation you don't sit there trying to make things better 
if he's cheated on you, he's done this. It's a pattern. This man, he knew how to play the cards right. And I was thinking in the back of my head, how is he so fucking good? How is he so good at the game that he played? And then it hit me. He has done this before. How I knew he was cheating on me simply when, okay, I think that's going to be my, my second episode of the podcast, you know? Okay. So yeah, um, just to wrap it up, remember, ladies, you don't ever, ever approach a man and tell him you've gone through his phone because he's going to literally smack you and kill you in real life. So play it very safe and get out if you can. Read this book. That's your homework for today. Um, every woman should read this. I think if you're 16, 17, read this so you prepare yourself to know what you're up to. And uh, my next episode, I'm going to talk about what I saw on his phone, his addictions and his corn addiction, list of things he's done with women and written down line by line, Ugh. things I've read about his exes. Oh my God, I cannot wait. So thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of AMC Rancy Podcast. I appreciate you guys very much. You can find my episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and every other platform. I post here almost on YouTube weekly. I try my best. And um, my audio podcasts go the next day. Thank you so much. And I will see you guys in my next podcast episode.